This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. All right. And a welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Make Your Pitch. Uh, as everyone knows on Make Your Pitch, we are there to help entrepreneurs meet investors. And we have all kinds of great ideas that are brought to us. Great and innovative uh, and enthusiastic yeah, inventors and business people that really, really believe in what they are uh, going toward as their vision and their dream. But we know that our invest investors are looking at them very closely and want to know some details. And that's what we try to bring out during our uh, visit together on Make Your Pitch. Today, we have two very, very special people with a very unique product that really is kind of a state of the art, if you want to know the truth. And I think you're going to be extremely interested in what they have to offer and what they have to say. So investors, heads up here. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am the one and only Ellen J. Harris. And that's the truth, the one and only. Now, Ellen, would you like to tell us a little bit about our guest today? I'd be happy to. We have two of the most interesting business owners that we've encountered in some time. Lindsay Kirk is CEO of Joyant, and her colleague, Sonia Nava, is Chief Marketing Officer of Joyant. And what they do is create and produce a product called Joyant Lip Kick and Mini Pre-Roll Launch. Joyant, the director, she is, the, I'm sorry, Joyant is direct-to-consumer luxury cannabis brand and the maker of the first branded CBD pre-rolls and they're launching a line of THC and CBD pre-roll in customized individually sized servings. Lip Kick is the name of the product. It's the solid oil-based cannabis product for the lips geared for anyone in the pursuit of a healthy hedonistic lifestyle. Lip Kick breaks stereotypes often associated with cannabis consumers. It includes the THCV cannabinoid, which has been shown in studies to diminish the so-called munchies or cravings that can be brought on by cannabis. Lip Kick is genderless. It's made of a clear gloss as well as in four color palettes. Um, let's see, what else would you like to know? I want you all to know that Lip Kick is innovative. It is a way for anyone to enhance their cannabis experience with a luxury cosmetic product for the hedonist with a love of conditioned and polished lips. Christopher, those are our guests for today. I am uh, amazed that uh, that you were able to uh, pronounce hedonist, but I, I appreciate your being able to do that, uh, Ellen. It is it is a wonder, and I appreciate that. But all that being said, our two special guests, Lindsay and Sonia, are here right now, and I'm going to throw the ball in their court and let them talk to you about their project. Go ahead, my dear. Hi, and thank you so much for having us today. Um, I am Lindsay, the founder of Joint, and- Hi, I'm Sonia Nava. I am the CMO of Joint. 
And we're just so excited to be here with y'all today and um, talk about our brand some more. Um, so before we get into presenting the brand more, we'd like to give you a little bit of history on ourselves and on the um, and on the brand itself. So I actually have worked in the cannabis industry since twenty since twenty fourteen, and. Um, I worked for Kiva Confections, which if you're in California or in the cannabis industry, you probably know them. Um, they are a really uh, world-renowned edible maker. They make really great chocolates. And I was um, a brand ambassador for those guys in the SoCal marketplace. So I was driving around LA, going to dispensaries and telling consumers as well as dispensary staff um, all about edibles and all about cannabis in general and cannabis consumption. Um, and in like late 2015, early 2016, uh, CBD was like becoming all the rage. And I was explaining a lot about CBD to consumers. And um, because I was on the road in Southern California, I was also using CBD myself as like a de-stressor. Um, and I was blending it with THC so that I would have some type of effect. And um, I found that it was just like created the best uh, effect ever. It was very much like a life enhancer versus like a high. Um, and I had this great sense of urgency that I just needed to create this product. I needed to put it on shelves for people um, in California and working for Kiva, I had a really unique position where they were a distributor. They were just starting to distribute products for other people. So I was like, let me make this and let's see if we can get Kiva to distribute it. So we were actually the very first CBD THC blended pre-roll to hit the California marketplace. Um, and that was in late 2016. And we sold all over SoCal, which was like my network. I knew a lot of people in the dispensaries there. Um, by mid 2017, Kiva Confections had taken over our distribution and took the brand statewide. And then by 2018, uh, Prism was named the number one CBD THC blended pre-roll in the entire category. So we were not only just the first CBD product or CBD THC pre-roll, we were also, uh, we created an actual category in cannabis. Other companies started to do what we did. Um, and that was amazing. And then we were number one in that category, which was super cool. Um, and so fast forward to 2019, we had a little bit of a hiccup with, um, with our branding. Uh, when we were going to trademark Prism, we found that there was a CBD hemp company called Prism as well. And they had trademarks in our category going back to like 2011. So they definitely superseded us. Um, we talked to a few different trademark lawyers and they were like, look, you're just in California right now. Let's go ahead and change the name while you can kind of control it. And that's where we developed Joyant from. Joyant is actually a conjugation of Joar. And I've always said that Prism was a full spectrum of blends um, to enhance your life. So, so there are a few different blends that we make. Um, so it's always been a spectrum of joy. So using a conjugation of joar, which means joy in French, just felt really natural. Um, and then joyance also just a completely unique word. Uh, and we were able to get the URL and um, the social media and all that stuff. And I'm really in love with the new name. Um, so 2019 was like a little difficult sales wise, only because of that rebrand, we lost a few months of sales, but we were still in the top 10 of CBD THC blended pre-rolls in that category. So that felt really good. Um, let's see, 2020 was a big year for all of us, right? Um, it was a really big year for us in that, uh, I met Sonia. And also we were able to like put our heads together and really start looking at like our cogs and our margin and that sort of thing um, in different distribution channels. And that's when it, it hit us like, hey, you know, why don't we try to sell this product directly to consumers? And that all really grew out of the lip kick um, because there's just not cosmetic counters and dispensaries, but actually I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to slow down a little there and just let Sonia introduce herself now. <laughs> and then we'll talk about, and then we'll talk about um, why we chose direct to consumer and why we're super excited about that. Right. Well, um, my background is not as robust as Lindsay's is um, when it comes to the cannabis industry. I am a creative director, um, fashion stylist, um, a fashion editor. 
um, having lived um, in four countries since the age of 23. So I've been fortunate enough to, to live in these countries, um, encompassing myself with a lot of aesthetic exposure and cultural awareness and just things that I can bring back to my homeland and say, um, let's, let's work on creating more of an aesthetic out of the box approach when it comes to branding. Um, I worked um, in Italy, um, launched a couple of magazines there, worked under Hearst, worked with Hachette. Um, I worked in Romania, launched a magazine there. I've lived in Romania for two years. I lived not only in Milan for 10 years, I lived in London for eight. And um, I'm now back in California and I'm just so happy to be back. And the, it was an accidental meetup. I was at a football match, which I don't call football here, soccer. Yeah. I was in a soccer match at a pub with one of my friends who was a supporting fan of a British football team. And there I met Lindsay. And Lindsay knew I was planning on taking a road trip. And the generous person that she was, she gave me, she gives me a pre-roll, right, in a beautiful packaging. And she said, I know that you're going on this road trip, take this and enjoy your road trip. And I thought, well, how sweet is that? And she gave me her business card. So popped the business card into my travel bag, took the pre-roll, nice. To, I think we- She even bought more of the pre-roll. Yeah, she liked them so much. Exactly. So I ended up driving through Big Sur and I saw, a, we had smoked the most incredible pre-roll, by the way. I was telling you, it was so awesome. I'll never forget that. The first time I had one of your pre-rolls. Then I um, went into this dispensary in Big Sur and there was Joyant. And I said, you know what? I'm going to buy another one. So I ended up buying a few. And the brand is sort of stuck with me. So when the pandemic started to become tighter and there were more restrictions, I ended up returning to San Francisco. My road trip was obviously cut short. I went to San Francisco. And crazy enough, as I'm emptying out my travel bag, Lindsay's business card pops out. Now, me as a creative, I'm stuck in San Francisco thinking, I really need to create something. So maybe I can help with social media, maybe I can help with some marketing ideas. And I've never really, um, been exposed to the cannabis industry. So I took it upon myself to, while I was in California or San Francisco, the only thing that was open were supermarkets or the dispensaries. And the lines out the dispensaries just had me even more um, curious by it all. And as much as I'd be coming back to California, I'd never gone into a dispensary um, until I went to buy the one um, with, with Phil to buy yeah. the refill of the joint. So I went to the dispensaries and I realized okay, this is interesting, but it feels so, um, it feels so formal and so medical and so unapproachable, right? As cool as you might have the cannabis advisors, you know, they have their, you know, their tattoos and their funky clothes. There's still something quite unapproachable by the way you consume some, or the way you purchase some of these products. So, um, back to calling up Lindsay, when I saw her business card, I called her and I, I had this crazy idea and Sure enough, the idea was about why can't we create a cosmetic product that is not infused only with CBD? Because I had heard about cosmetics being infused with CBD that are going to be coming out in the next, you know, they started now and they're coming out for the next couple of years. Why not allow us to have a lip product with THC? Why forbid that possibility of having a bit of a kick? Um, and I started researching and understanding that I think people had tried lip balms. They tried with beeswax and doing things out of their backyard, you know, in little pots, but no one really branded a cosmetic that had THC in it that achieved one, it made you feel feminine and you had this beautiful project, the uh, object of desire that was really going to be like, this is my lipstick. But also it was a mood enhancer, that it has the THC, CBD, and THCV. And the THCV was just sort of something that was a trial from our, our lab in, in Berkeley when they made our, our samples. Um, so from there, I approached Lindsay on the, on the idea and then you can tell them what you thought of the, the idea. Initially, guys, the product was called Pot Pout, by the way. That was our working name, okay? Because that was the first thing I thought about was like Pot Pout. And once the team grew and we had an advisor, a venture capitalist, it was sort of like, it's a cool name, guys, but Pot Pout is just not going to work. So um, then I thought of Lip Kick, and um, Lip Kick became the, the official product under Joint. Yes, and so that brings us back to, um, so like we were talking about, the dispensary shopping experience. It's a little 
um, at least something to be desired, right? Especially for like a mainstream consumer. So when we started to talk about like this lipstick product, I was like, okay, I think this is amazing, but I don't think the women that would purchase this are shopping in dispensaries. I think that if this product was available in Sephora or in um, Neiman Marcus or um, Bloomingdale's, whatever department store you prefer to shop at, I think that if this THC product was available in like an Urban Outfitters, a mainstream store, it would fly off the shelves because there are tons of consumers out there that are very, very curious about cannabis, but they're not so activated by like the dispensary shopping experience that they are going to like seek out a dispensary and go inside, right? So that is what really like got my wheels turning on this direct to consumer approach. It's like, I think that cannabis is missing out on a ton of consumers because of the way that products are sold to them. So that's what we're looking to do here is not only bring this really innovative new product to life, but also that doesn't exist again, a first in a category in cannabis for us. Um, and again, we just saw a lot of synergies between the brand because we're looking at um, enhancing your life, not just getting you super stoned. It's more of a life enhancer um, to help you live your best life, especially through all the craziness of today. Um, and then it's also, um, you know, creating an experience for mainstream consumers to purchase these products. Um, so that's really what we're looking to do here is just create a whole new shopping experience for consumers that very much feels like a net-a-porte or, um, you know, you could even be shopping on like Gucci.com or, or something like that. So that's very much what we're aiming to create here. Um, so I, I talked a little bit uh, about our solution. Um, I'd like to, and the, the real solution here is that we need to like create innovative products for consumers that enhance their life. They're not just about getting you super stoned. So these people who are interested in wellness and living their best life um, have something and then a, a place where they're very comfortable purchasing it. Um, let's see. Did I miss anything? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no but if you want to go back to those images, um, those images are something that um, I put together with our art director, was just sort of um, trying to give a sort of a vibe of the kind of visuals that we would like to use to entice a consumer as opposed to being so driven around cannabis and so driven around agriculture. We were trying to pull away that, I hate to call it the hippie factor, okay? Because either you're a consumer that does it because it is a lot of wellness, but your environmental things are not as glamorous, right? So what I would like to be able to do is to bring in a little bit of an aesthetic lifestyle that has a little glamor, that celebrates, um, you know, the, the ability to, as what you see here, you know, whether it's a gentleman who's, you know, completely dressed up and contemplating where he's going to go for the night, um, you know, the, the aesthetics to me are going to say so much only because we're selling through images, we're selling through content, we're selling on e-commerce. There's no longer that counter where there's going to be a girl there who's really cute and she's going to tell you what, how great that lipstick is going to be on you. And you know that that engagement of buying cosmetics is no longer there. So what's more relevant now is how we really project the brand um, in an aesthetic way, which is through images and content. So this was just an idea of a direction. Um, so we uh, we're really excited about both of our products that we're we're bringing to market here, um, at least initially on our launch. Um, specifically the pre-rolls, because even over the last year, as um, things have changed drastically for all of us, right? Um, marijuana or, or cannabis pre-rolls, they outperformed in the entire market. So like across the California, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington recreational markets, pre-roll sales continued to grow in 2020, and they outpaced the entire marketplace. So we're very, very excited about the pre-rolls and to continue to offer our um, pre-roll lines. We, all of our pre-rolls are, are, they're really like a beautiful experience to um, smoke and handle. They have a very long filter. It keeps um, your fingers out of your mouth. It's very sanitary. It also keeps the smoke out of your eyes. Um, and then as Ellen touched on initially, all of our pre-rolls are, um, 
essentially a mini, a single serving size, but they're still very shareable and social. Um, but they're uh, not something that you're gonna like put out and relight that's going to have like a, a stale taste to it. Every pre-roll you light will be very fresh because it's a pre-roll that you could more than likely get through in one sitting. Um, we use organic paper, uh, very high quality biomass for this. And when I'm talking about biomass, I'm talking about flour or um, cannabis itself. Um, and then we have three different potencies or blends for consumers. So we have one blend that is um, very restorative, but not psychoactive at all. It is not going to create any sort of high whatsoever. It is just going to be um, more, like I said, restorative, um, great for like headaches and that sort of thing, hangovers. Um, and just for folks who like want to enjoy cannabis, but do like they're just very sensitive to the psychedelic effects of THC. Um, then we've got a one-to-one -one that is equal parts CBD and THC. That guy does create an effect, um, but it is um, not super heavy or super stony. Um, it's just going to be more cerebral and creative. Um, it's really great as like a, a midday pick-me-up, especially if you're a creative person who uh, might start feeling kind of stale uh, in the early afternoon and just like need that little extra um, push of creativity. Uh, and then we've got a five to one um, that is THC to CBD. So that is very much going to create a heavier um, psycho psychoactive effect, uh, but it's still going to be very much balanced out by that CBD. So everything is crafted um, to really enhance your life versus just like knock your socks off. Um, and then I'll let Sonia get into our lip kit product a little more because uh, she has been really instrumental in bringing this product to life. I'm super excited uh, about the company that she has brought with her to work with us on this, Gotha Cosmetics. Right. Well, um, Gotha Cosmetics is based in Bedgamo, Italy, which is just a little bit outside of Milan. Um, Gotha has been one of the most innovative companies um, in cosmetic history that produces, manufactures, and also does a lot of R&D for brands um, like Laura Mercier, um, NARS, uh, Too Faced. Um, they do all of Rihanna's Fenty. um, Fenty's product, um, Louboutin, Tom Force, the most luxurious brands. All their um, lipsticks and mainly their emulsions are created in Gotha. I happen to have an in because having lived in Italy for a long time, and being on photo shoots as a stylist, I met one of the most well-known makeup artists. She was now the creative director there at Gotha. So when I had the idea of the lip kit, um, the first thing he did say to me was, I love the idea, but in Italy, we cannot touch THC. And he's like, if you can find a formula on how to get the product to you and you infuse it in California, where we'd be happy to supply you with our number one formula, a lip oil, as for example. He'd offered about five or six, and then we decided which we were gonna use. Um, and I just felt that, okay, this is possible, but how are we gonna do this logistically? And how are we gonna do it regarding you know, stability-wise? How will the lipstick change when adding a THC component, right? Well, sure enough, I began to learn a little bit about how it all works. And by choosing a solid lip oil, which is um, one of the top formulas that has been used by a brand called Charlotte Tilbury. Um, it has up to 12 essential oils. It's extremely, um, I would say silky, velvety, hydrating on its own, but it is an oil base. So by adding a THC oil, which is being done in Berkeley, there is not a change in stability. So this was something that was such, one, it was so rewarding because we got to understand, okay, we don't have to sit through three to six months of stability understanding. We are adding an oil base to an oil base, um, allowing the product to, to still feel the benefits of a luxury lip product, um, but then again, to also have a little bit of a kick. Um, obviously still including the CBD aspect, um, but the THC effect that you do feel um, which has been tested, I would say about 30, 40 people in the community of California have tested the lip product. I have had so many wonderful comments. Um, one of my favorite is I feel like I've been picked with fluffy slippers. Another one is I've been, I'm covered by butterflies. Um, but at the end, what we're discovering is it's a, what we call an alert lift. 
um, the transdermal application of how the lip kick penetrates through your bloodstream, through your lips, without licking your lips, is such a subtle introduction into your system that it's a natural way of bringing on a light euphoria. However, without making you feel like you need to lie down. So I've heard alertness, motivation, uplifting, um, appetite suppressant, but we're trying to avoid the appetite suppressant because I really don't want to push that, but it does help the THCV with munchies because a lot of women, especially, I mean, and men, are always concerned about, I don't want to have any cannabis because I'll have the munchies. Munchie mitigation. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, a, you know, for us an, an added value, especially because I've experienced having cannabis um, gummies and I, boy, did I have the munchies afterwards. It was terrible. It's like, I'm never doing that again. Um, however, so the, the THC uh, lip kick, and the reason why I decided on calling it a lip kick is the word lipstick, I think, resonates with people as an older person product. And I want it to feel unisex or gender, you know, friendly in the sense where if a guy has a, a lip kick in his pocket as opposed to having his lipstick. Yeah, we want everything to be very genderless. Um, we're living in a time where we're very sensitive to the fact that, you know, gender is not just male and female and we don't want anyone to feel excluded. We very much created all of our products for everyone. Um, and we don't want people to look at this and say, oh, it's a lipstick, it's just for females. Um, no, this is a very inclusive uh, product and, and brand in general. Um, and you know, also right now, it might be a good time for us to just discuss um, some of the products we're looking at going forward as well. Um, we do realize that as a direct-to-consumer company, we need to offer um, a, a, a wide range of products to our consumers, um, specifically um, when you're within cannabis, um, and doing innovative things like this. We'd like to build out more on the skincare um, and the cosmetic side. We're also looking at doing um, some type of water, um, maybe a tincture or something um, because we want to like have some type of like edible product for folks as well who are looking to um, medicate that way or, or consume that way. Um, so, yeah, looking to the future, um, those are some of the products we're looking to. Yeah, if you want, can we go back to the artwork? Um, I wanted to also ex explain, um, no, sorry, the lip kick. Um, you'll see two sizes there. Um, we also felt that um, people are a little apprehensive still when it comes to, especially the kind of curious community, right? Um, people who may have had a bad experience with the gummy, of people who are against smoking. And I thought, okay, there's a full size lipstick is about 250 applications. Will someone want to commit to that who is kind of curious? Maybe not all of them. So we've decided to start off also offering a mini, which is basically a, a half a version of the lipstick or the lip kick, um, which is probably less than 100 applications. This is a way the person can feel they're introducing themselves to uh, a THC product without it feeling like, oh my God, I've committed you know, $50 and I don't know if I want to use all this. I think this is something because people are still kind of, how does that work? What does transdermal mean? Um, will I really catch a buzz? And what better way than to be able to give them a sneak preview, um, hence we made Le Petit. Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine, not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. The CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors, and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up, and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Maker Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. Uh, so we've been talking a lot about creating this new experience for consumers. What does that look like? Um, so we are working with... Um, Actually, we're working with Glassdoor on the development of our site. It, it should be um, very unique to us. In addition to doing the, the cannabis products, um, we want to also offer like lifestyle um, 
content for um, for the people visiting the site. Um, we're looking at um, brand collaborations with mainstream brands that are not within the cannabis sphere. Um, we're also looking at doing uh, merchandise and um, some other type of products for people who might not be in the California marketplace, but are curious about um, like being part of the, the lifestyle. The brand. Yeah. 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 Um, we're also um, going to have like, so we talked about, you know, um, the, the experience has really changed. You're not going to have um, like a lipstick counter and someone there to, to sell it to you. So um, we are going to have like Canisore product advisors on the site who can still be that person, um, that touch point person for the, the consumers who are visiting the site. Um, you know, brand collaborations, like I said, um, and, and, yeah, and also just so you know, when you we talk about the lip kick, um, the, the introduction of colors and the the no color, so there will be a no color. Um, the colors will always be you know added on based on season. So, and we're really hoping to use you know different times of the year as a sort of celebration of let's have these new three four colors come out. So I think you know, it, just because you might see that we, we've created a certain amount of colors, that is not a permanent thing. We will definitely be rotating, um, maybe even adding another lip product that isn't with so much of an oil base. Um, so it's just, like she was saying, just introduction into what we plan on doing as we are in um, very close, let's say, cahoots with GoFa in Italy. I mean, we have a very good relationship with them and they're really hoping to help us build um, more products based around this THC induced uh, direction. Um, so a couple of other things that we're really excited about doing, we're trying to be very disruptive um, in the marketplace. Um, so we are very cognizant that we need a really robust e-commerce plan here. Um, and we have a very robust customer acquisition spend as well. We're um, looking, we're budgeting around $100 um, per, per new consumer uh, that we bring in. Um, Let's see, we're looking at doing like store and store events. We're talking with a really awesome um, company right now who does experiential events. Um, so uh, we'd love to work with like boutique hotels and um, and just like mainstream boutiques where we can have events. Um, because if you're familiar with cannabis regulation, it's and if you're not, um, it's a lot like alcohol, it's very restrictive. I wouldn't say that they're the same, um, but I, I would say that if you're someone who's not super familiar with cannabis regulation, um, a, an entry point on understanding uh, how restrictive that is, is, is kind of thinking like um, about alcohol cells. Um, so we can have events where as long as people there are 21 and up, then uh, we can provide complimentary samples to them there. They can try the products, um, and then we can have a kiosk or like an iPad um, where you place an order there that is then later delivered to your home. Um, we're also looking at working with like boutique hotels so that we could either put iPads in the rooms and or with the concierge. Um, the legality of this is, it, we've been questioned about this before, but in talking with our partners, we're very confident um, right now where we're sitting in San Francisco um, on Market Street and Folsom, mm -hmm. we could place an order right now and have it delivered probably before the end of our call. Um, so it's the, the legalities of it are, you've got to show an ID when you receive the order. Um, so very much the orders could be placed from wherever. Uh, so we're looking very creatively at that because again, it's very important for us to align ourselves with um, more mainstream shopping experiences because that's where we believe our consumer is coming from. Um, another aspect I wanna to touch on is that we are creating a true luxury brand in cannabis and that really has not been done before. There are some very high-end brands out there, but when you're selling through the dispensary ecosystem, it is impossible to control your final price point as well as the potential discounts and um, sales and whatnot that the various dispensaries are going to put on your product. Um, I've walked into dispensaries before and seen premium labeled products on sale for a dollar or $2. That does not make you a premium product. Um, and so by keeping that control, we are very much able to create what we feel will be the first true luxury brand in cannabis. Yes, and I also, to add to that about being a true cannabis uh, brand um, in the luxury sector, 
having a pre having a made in Italy lip product um, and having all the the resources that have gone through what Lindsay has created with pre-rolls. Um, our design work, for example, our artwork is being made out of London by a creative director who works for the biggest bands in the world. We, we're really trying to put together a team where it's a little bit outside, like I said before, a little bit outside of your typical cannabis um, realm. So it brings a much more of a luxury aspect. And it's really hard to brand agriculture with luxury. And how do you do that? But by the team players that you bring in that create around it. And I think this is one of the key things we feel very fortunate about is having the team players that we do have. Um, hence, we're now getting to the team. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, the, the wonderful contrast of, okay, we're both Americans, but Lindsay is um, obviously younger um, <laughs> from the South. And, um, but there's, there's such an enthusiasm and, and we, we share such um, a passion about just, we want people to feel good at the end of the day. And when you apply the lip kick or when you smoke your pre-roll, that's all we really want from you. And I think it's just a way of getting there without feeling it's taboo, without feeling, um, you know, that you're doing something that is, your, your society doesn't expect you to do. So it's that customer um, obviously, you have the customers that are completely cool, they have no problem, they're disarmed about being a weed consumer, but you still have quite a few consumers out there who are still a bit like, well, it, you know, I really don't want anyone to know. So another great thing about the lip kick is it's discreet. No one has to know there's THC in there. And that's the beauty of that product. There is no smell, there is no taste. Um, I mean, you could pass it on. Well, now with COVID, you can't really pass anything on anymore. <laughs> you can you can gift people now. But um, yeah, I wanted to just talk on on the team and, and how it, how it's evolved into a luxury brand to then where it was before. Yes, and we're really lucky that on our team we have some uh, some really strong cannabis players, and then we also have really strong um, like traditional. Uh, business players um, like Margarita. Margarita, who is um, amazing. Uh, Margarita is, um, she's founded her own cosmetic company, a lipstick brand. She was Sephora for over 15 years as global merchandising um, director. Um, we have Boris Kavlina, who's creative director at the cosmetic factory that is producing the lip oil formula. Um, we have Lindsay Isaac, who is our press and communications advisor. She's from CNN. She sits, she's Canadian, sitting between London and hopefully between California. So she, and then Robert Bombitz, who is our business partner. And he's like our Charlie. <laughs> he's, he's, gotten, he's got like over 25 or 30 years of experience in uh, private equity and venture capital. Um, he created a, a big fund over in the UK. Um, and now he is based in Thailand. Um, and, and still investing in startup businesses from there, as well as um, he's got a big engine over there that is bringing uh, mainstream American brands, food brands into, into Thailand. But um, on the side, he's uh, mentoring us and, and really like helping us with this. Um, okay. All of our okay, la ladies, uh, if, I could, if I could interrupt just for a moment, uh, uh, as, we, as we get to the end of your presentation, we need to know what you're asking for what what is your target uh so we're looking to raise five hundred thousand dollars um with a pre-money valuation of 1.25 million um this is for um marketing so obviously we talked about that robust marketing spend that we've got to make um on our um e-commerce budget um, we've also got some really important PR goals. Um, then we've got packaging, uh, salaries, uh, product development, and then um, there's going to be some equipment necessary for the lipstick production as well. And this is an equity raise. So, um, you know, nice and simple. You'll get equity. It's all common shares. Um, there's, there's no preferred or, or anything like that. It's very simple. Okay. Do you have, do you have a cap on that? Uh, 500,000, but actually we've had a lot of interest in this round. We've soft circled around 100, 150,000, um, and we should start bringing that in next week. Um, we're looking to close the raise at the end of April. Uh, but so the, the point of um, that is that with the interest we've had, we are open to go 
2000. Um, when you look at our pro forma spend and like um, the revenue that we're bringing in, 500,000 is, um, it's like exactly what we need. So if we got more, that would also, um, we wouldn't scoff at that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and exactly what would you do with that money? Uh, so a, a vast majority of that is going to go to marketing and packaging. Um, and then we've got some people that we need to hire as well. Sonia and I are the um, only like official team members at this moment, but with the goals that we have in mind, we've got some other team members that we need to bring on board. As okay. you know, as you noticed, we were talking about Robert, who is a venture capitalist, and he is he's mentoring us in trying to find our way and how we can raise this amount, which is obviously not that much, so we could create the basis, get the first order of lip kicks that we will do on a minimum, get the e-commerce program. Yeah, prove this whole prove data save. And model. then from there, he's like, okay, once we situate and you can show me what you can do with this amount, he of course can bring in another, his plan is to bring another two and a half million through his resources, but he doesn't want to do that based on well, we've got to prove our. We have to prove ourselves. Yeah, and that's what we're doing with this. Got to prove the data save. Yeah, yeah. Prove the model, the merchandise being developed, um, and then how we market, how we bring it to market. Okay, so to date, you have you have not brought any investors in to date. Is that right? Oh no, we. Um, Robert has put in around thirty thousand himself. Um, About forty now. Yeah, and then um, we have we have three people so far who have invested, but um, we just haven't executed the transfers yet, I guess. So, okay. Well, that interrupted you while you were finishing, but go, go right ahead, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we were going on about the team. Um, and I think we covered everyone about the team. And then after the team, what is the slide that we were going to cover? Um, Come on, let me go back. We covered most of us. Covered, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's just really important. I, I have a question, just a basic business question. Okay, you appear today to be limited by your geography. If you're not in California, San Francisco, or wherever the market is growing in the state, if you're not there, you don't seem to have uh, a chance or an opportunity to expand out the way you are forecasting because I can sense it. You guys, you really want to grow and grow big, but it so appears. Go ahead. Our log our logistics distribution partner uh, is able to um, complete deliveries across LA and across the Bay Area. Sacramento is coming online soon, as is Santa Barbara. And uh, I think Orange County and San Diego are also already online. By the end of the year, the full state will be covered. They're also um, expanding into other states. And as uh, by partnering with them, we have like first right of going into those states with them as well. Uh, we're laser focusing on California at the moment because it is the biggest cannabis market uh, out of all of the states. And then we also are in talks with um, some uh, licensing, potential licensing partners in Michigan, Colorado, Nevada and Oregon. Uh, we are not pushing those talks uh, very quickly at the moment. Like I said, we want to focus on this launch, improving the model in California first, and then expanding from there. But we have history okay. here, and then it's the largest marketplace. Okay. Now, with respect to the licensing, what will you license? The actual lipstick, not not stick, the lip kick, that model. We will um, license all the products. Okay, everything. Yes. Okay, but do you, do you have one that's core to the model? I think that our, our pre-rolls are definitely core to the model. It's what our current consumers know and love about us. Um, and it's also the, like I said, it's, it's just a, a really well-performing category in the cannabis space, um, surprisingly even like through COVID. So we're really excited to continue to focus on those products. And that is what we're going to launch with. We're, we're targeting a, um, uh, we're doing a campaign around 24 seven, like um, who needs 420 when you can consume our products 24 seven. 
uh, and a launch of July 24th, kind of taking that European bill on the date um, and, and reading it as you would in Europe um, and just a play on that all together. But on that 24-7 on July 24th, the pre-rolls will launch and then the lip kick will launch about a month after that. Yeah, so yeah, rules are definitely our core. All right, this, that, that, and uh, coming behind with the question from uh, Ellen, and that is, uh, you have certainly geographic locations because state by state, this is uh, definitely coming. Uh, in fact, even uh, over in my area, Virginia has just uh, approved cannabis. Uh, in as far as the state is concerned, it'll be uh, three years before it's fully in motion. But uh, with all that being said, uh, and going state by state as they're approved, what's your year, o year over year projection as far as the profit uh, is concerned? That's a great question. Um, and one other thing I want to highlight on that question that, that you um, kind of brought up, which was really genius, is that because of this the way that we're structuring this as a, as a D to C company. If you're familiar with cannabis regulation, you're, you'll realize that this is truly more of an indirect to consumer in its current form. But everything is set up so that once federal legalization happens, we are very easily able to flip a switch and become a true D to C company where we are uh, fulfilling the orders directly to the consumer. Because of regulation, a type nine delivery service is the actual like fulfiller of the order in this model as it currently stands because of how we have to structure it in order to um, operate legally. Um, so it's very important to note that this model, the beauty of it is that it is easy to convert it and flip it into a true D to C model once federal legalization allows that, okay? Um, second thing as revenue, uh, so, uh, in 2021, we're looking at, um, total revenue of around $800,000 In 2022, we're looking at like, um, between three and three and a half million. And then by 2023, uh, we're looking at just under 11 million in revenue. Um, so if that answers the question about, um, Yes, and you're you're basing that basically on uh, your California sales. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what uh, what if in 20, uh, 2021 or twenty twenty two, you get into some of the other legal states, uh, and I, I, I Wyoming, I think is well, you know, I can't name the states right now, but there are at least uh, six other states that are legal. Uh, what are your plans on going into those states? So we are looking at expanding into those states, um, definitely by 2022 or 2023. But um, since this is a, a C round and a, like initially was a friends and family round, um, we wanted to leave that as Lanyap. And Lanyap, I'm going to have to probably explain to your listeners what Lanyap is. If you've been ever been to New Orleans, and you get a free drink or a free appetizer or a free dessert. It's just a little something extra that they gave you. That's Lanyap. So we're looking at um, in this pro forma, we did not, or in this executive summary here, we did not include merchandise sales um, because we do expect to have a good bit of merchandise that is not um, associated with cannabis at all. And then also we did not include the other states that we're expanding into. Uh, because we're not that far along in the um, negotiations yet to like accurately forecast all of that. So we're really just looking at those numbers, uh, that additional uh, revenue as, as lanyard that uh, when we go out for our second round will be much uh, more prevalent in these numbers. They'll be included here because we'll have more data. Right. I truly think once the word gets out about the lip kick or the new packaging, the pre-rolls, um, especially something as novelty as the lip kick, it's going to it's gonna be a little disrupt disruptive in a good way. People are going to want to know about it. And people who do live or work across the state, you know, we have friends that are that work here and also work in Texas now. We have offices, um, friends that have offices that have just moved to Texas. I think, you know, we will be building traction, we'll be brand awareness 
I don't think it's going to, once it's regulated, I don't think it's going to be very difficult for BLA to, to break into this Okay, I got another question. How do okay. you see- be Before you start, could I, ladies, could I ask you to stop sharing so we can have the full screen here? For sure. <laughs> All right, thank you. Go right ahead, Ellen, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, that's okay. Um, you are a premium brand. You're looking at a luxury market. Do you see uh, the potential or possibility of scaling in that market? Have you given that any thought at all? One, I, I, I think that we try to avoid saying premium, right? Because as, as Lindsay pointed out earlier, when you refer to premium, a lot of things are saying premium these days, I mean, from dog food to hairspray. We're trying to disrupt, you know, discourage that that's what we're making an impression to be. When we say luxury, we need a product that really, that you, hold on to it, you're, 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 it's, it's an experience, okay? It's not a, a utility, it's not a purpose. It's because you're gonna enjoy the experience, you're gonna enjoy the aesthetics, you're gonna enjoy the reaction, how people see it, how you look at it. Um, and it's not something that you feel that everyone can obtain because it's not something that everyone would appreciate, but at the same time, it is. It, it, it's, it's one of those, um, when people interpret luxury in so many different ways from different parts of the world, right? Some people consider it pretentious. People are like, don't say luxury because it sounds like you're being snooty. Others consider it, oh yeah, it's the best of the products. But I think for us, I think we could build traction on the fact that it's luxury because of the basis where it's coming from. You're talking about, as I, uh, I'll go back to the made in Italy formula, talking about the team behind it, the packaging, um, and what Lindsay has to bring with the pre-rolls. Um, okay. Like okay. Okay. Now, um, you mentioned a couple of good things, interesting things from the standpoint of that puts a bit of a challenge on you as an innovative marketer. And it leads me to the question about your intellectual property. How have you thought about it in terms of its design and structure? Because that, in my mind, that will begin if you, uh, let's say you have a trademark, something like that, that's going to uh, give you ownership of your specific space in this market, in the cannabis market. Have you given any thought to that? Yes, and I think that's where I really feel um, very grateful to having, say for example, um, um, this, the, one of the advisors, Maria, who's with Sephora, who's helped develop brands like Marc Jacobs and other brands that are considered luxury brands. I think there are some um, things that you need, do need to consider to fit yourself into the luxury market. One's sustainability, um, and, and two is, well, there are many more than two, but um, the other one is the, um, uh, not just sustainability, but the level of quality of your ingredients, okay? What are you being made of? And the, and the history of like those things that you're putting into your product. You know, it's not just about a pretty package anymore, but people want to know what they're using. Um, and I think this is something that people more so now want to know a little more, especially with what's happened with the pandemic. It isn't just about throwing something you think looks pretty in a box and you're going to put it on your face and put it in your lips. When you walk to the supermarket now, you tell me how many people you see reading the back of the package, a lot more than before. So currently you are limited by the scope of... Um the uh, legal structure of how quickly or whatever this, whatever the speed to market that the uh, regulators will allow because it's called cannabis and uh, you've got an untapped market is what I'm trying to get to. It's the folks that are underground, so to speak, who won't come out and say, oh yes, I'm interested in the product because I, I do that kind of thing. Um, it, it, it's going to be a bit of, what do you say, a marketing challenge such that folks know it's okay and the legal side will come to the extent where um, they'll, they'll see that it's okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I give you an example of, of the posters that we created. Um, one of them, there's, there's, there's a guy jumping in the air with the palm trees behind him, very well dressed. Um, it, it, the other one is, is you know, 
a guy sitting looking out a beautiful Victorian style window in, in, in this sort of beautiful vintage you know, uh, field. I think, yes, it is going to be a challenge, but that's the exciting part, right? That is to me, Yes. I bring a value because I'm not from the cannabis industry, okay? And some people, because I actually sometimes I'm a little embarrassed because I say, well, I'm new in the cannabis industry. This is not something that I, I, I don't smoke. I consume cannabis, but other ways of, of consuming cannabis. Um, and I'm sure in time, once we reproduce our pre-rolls, I'll be smoking our pre-rolls. Um, but at the end, I, I want it to, I'm that consumer. I'm that kind of curious consumer that I've not only been creating editorial and whether it's a photo shoot, whether it's a music video, but creating that, um, that sort of um, inspiration. Environment. The environment, yes. That isn't specifically driven by cannabis. And not that cannabis is a bad place to be referred by, but there's a big world out there of people who just still kind of don't want to tell everyone that they consume. Exactly. Exactly. As, as, as we wrap up this episode of Make Your Pitch, uh, I've got a question that I know that uh, anyone listening would ask, and I'm, there's probably a very obvious answer, and that is, uh, all right, I would love to have some of your pre-rolls, or I'd love to have some of the lip kick. Can you ship it to a state that is not a legal state? Nope. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> It has to, the final delivery, at least in California, has to be done by a licensed delivery service, and you have to show your ID to prove that you are 21. Um, so, yeah, sorry, our guys can't drive to Texas. Well, that's too bad. I, I have to sign for a FedEx package, too, so what can I tell you, Rena? So, I'm sorry. I just thought I'd get on the lighter side. Ladies, you have done a wonderful job. Uh, uh, Lindsay yes, and have. Sonia, the, the great presentation. <clears throat> I am I am impressed with what you're doing, and I know that, uh, of course, you're you're on a cutting edge project right now, and you both know that. And when you start talking about, uh, I'm going to do uh, uh, two million dollars or three million dollars or whatever you would say in two years, you you uh, well know that that is well below what the real real truth of it is in the future and especially as you develop other products and other uh, entry levels into the cannabis industry that are unique you are market disruptors and that's what we like to have on our program and our episodes of make your pitch would you uh, like to say anything to the investors before we close out this episode um Gosh, I would love to say something, but <laughs> well, I'd like to say thank you for listening yeah. to us and letting us present to you today. And um, we'd love for you to try our products if you're in California and you're curious. Um, you know, exactly. And if you are in California and you would like to test one of the products, especially the lip kit, we'll be having some samples um, of some testers made. That's always an interesting, um, you know, a, a little bone <laughs> to fetch for investors. Right. But we Really works. <laughs> I, I, I try to find somebody that's flying from California to where I live, and we'll see if we can make an exchange that way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really quick. I, Quiet. I, I told you, one thing I didn't mention is someone did ask about the dose of the lip kick. When you apply the lip kick, it is probably about a five to seven milligram application on two sweeps, right? About but the actual absorption is about two milligrams of that. So it's very much like a microdose. Yeah. So it's layerable. It's, uh, it's yeah. what we say. Um, when you, buildable. Yeah, buildable. But also it's not something where you're going to feel a massive impact right away. It's, it's yeah, like you, we designed it so that you could, you wouldn't be afraid to reapply it during the day. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about it uh, in, in some of our earlier conversations. Uh, I'm looking forward to the chapstick version of that very product. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ellen, do you have anything finally you'd like to say before we uh, close out? Always make your pitch. That's the only <laughs> statement right there. Make your pitch. Ladies, thank you so much for being on Make Your Pitch on this episode. And we will look forward to seeing how everything progresses because we always keep an eye on all of our guests and for out, all of you out there that are our fans and we've had fun on this one 
our fans and have really uh, and watch us closely because you're looking for the next best thing. And I think you have just seen it right here. So I will see you uh, and Ellen and I will see you next Thursday on another episode of Make Your Pitch. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.